Yo guys, welcome or welcome back to my podcast, Bible Talk. So today, I have a reoccurring guest. Jose Ortiz. Welcome back. So today, the topic is being patient. So, in our everyday lives, we have to be patient for the Lord to do His work. We have to be patient in everything that He is giving us and will give us in the future. So with that, let's pray and again to the word. Heavenly Father, Father, Lord, thank you for our love for another day of life. Thank you, Father, Lord, for allow, allowing us to be here again, Father, Lord, doing your work, serving, serving you, Father, Lord, because you called us to be disciples, Father, Lord, and to make disciples, Father, Lord, because you know what's in our hearts, Father, Lord, and what's good, what's bad, Father, Lord, because you take out the bad and just fill it with good, Father, Lord, because you died on the cross for us to sacrifice yourself for us, Father Lord. You took our place on the cross so we didn't have to. Thank you for everything you've done for us, Father Lord. Send your angels to come and protect us, Father Lord, in our everyday lives. Because you're amazing and wonderful. The Almighty, Father Lord, you know what's going to happen before we do, Father Lord. Thank you, Father Lord. In Jesus' name we pray, Amen. Amen. So, in your turn with us to Romans 12 to turn to us to Romans 12 12 so let's let's get ready to read this right you're searching for it or you just want to listen it's all good so be joyful in hope patient in affection faithful in prayer so see, it clearly says, be patient in affection, faithful in prayer. Why does it say that? Faithful in prayer. I want to ask my guest, what, what do you think that means, faithful in prayer? Faithful in prayer. Well, with a relationship with God, you have to constantly be talking to Him. Because if you truly love God, you know, above everything else, you're going to talk to Him. And especially, you know, when you get impatient, you want to just scream because like I know I get frustrated and when I get impatient I you know want to do anything but pray and um well when you pray and talk to God and you feel his presence with you it really uh calms things down and it gives you this this peace you know that only God can give so being faithful in prayer is every day you know I'm gonna pray to you God and you know even though if I'm even if I'm impatient you know frustrated with what's going on right now everything seems like it's falling down you know I'll, I'll be patient I'll wait for you and um, I'll talk to you, you know, as, as much as I can. So, faithful and prayer mean, can mean a lot of things. As you know, let's take Job as an example. He went through all these things, different challenges, but he still remained faithful in prayer. He always constantly prayed to God. Even if some of his friends tell him oh you must have done something to God to make it make this happen to you sneak peek next podcast or hopefully next podcast is going to be about Job so get ready for that that's going to be a good 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 podcast just you wait so so faithful in prayer can mean a lot of things when you pray something to God you need to be patient until it comes to you because he listens to you. He listens. 
but in my in my times you just be patient and let him do his work because let's say this you you order something from a store it just doesn't, doesn't get to you right away does it it takes time it pro- it takes time and progresses to gain to you let's take let's take an example of Amazon you look for what you want or what you like or add it to your cart buy it order it does it show up to your house an hour later or does it take two three four days or even months to come to you that's how we need to be with God because when we ask for something we need to be patient about it being patient is a key word about everyday life even in life of Christians because as soon as you get impatient you destroy the balance of what you're having right now let's get let's dive in more into the into 12 be joyful in hope patient in affection see patient in affection what is affection affliction um I guess that's like, you know, tribulations and storms that you're going through. You know, something that kind of shakes up your world a little bit. And um, if it says, you know, to be patient in affliction, especially, um, you know, when you're going through hard times, you got to be patient because if you're not patient, you know, that's when the enemy can just come and like kick your leg and he'll trip. So you really got to be patient, you know, and wait on God. See? Patient. I wasn't patient on meaning this. I said affection. You cut that. Yeah. But it's affliction. See, even even when you're excited about doing something, you always you always are not patient because you want to get it done. When I do this, I'm excited. I'm joyful to be doing this. But sometimes I'm not patient and read through verses quick, but not be looking at what some words actually say by that I mean the right word because when I look at a word I'm not think about what starts with that letter or what starts with that first three letters I feel like everyone has that and that's just a key it's just a jump start your brain because God was always, God was patient in every single scenario, you notice that when God was about to get crucified, He was, He knew it was coming. He was patient about it, but He, He also said to His Father, God, is there another way? Is there another way I can? Do, this can be done. But there was not another way. There's only one way, and that was for Him to die on the cross. What is your thoughts on that? Um, I definitely agree that, you know, sometimes we do get, you know, excited for something and we, you know, get impatient and we try to jump at it when we should always look at everything with patience because, you know, we're humans and we're going to mess up, you know, most of the time. But being patient and waiting on the Lord um, for everything, you know, even if it's a good thing, you know, if if there's something going on you know any tribulations or afflictions 
I think it's really good to be patient. It's always good to be patient. And it's and it's weird because sometimes we do think, you know, if this is a good thing, you know, maybe I don't have to be patient because it's like, it's a good thing. If I just jump into it, it'll be a good thing. It's, it's like, like preaching, preaching on the streets to be patient for someone to listen. Yeah, you do got to be patient in everything. Because when you... Okay, here's the thing. Here's another thought. When preaching in the streets, there will be that few people that, that are... Saying Christianity is not real. Because if, if God was real, then why can we see him? Or why can't we see him if he rose from the dead? Or there have been scenarios of, from the Bible that, that they just jumpstart and push to get them tripped up. Do you know what I'm saying? Um, I think I understand. Um, people don't get the context of what is going on in some different verses right they exactly use it, then they use it to a certain way and they say you know there's a bunch of contradictions to the bible when really um the bible is so so accurate in everything um you know all of the prophecies being fulfilled you know the way christians should live um the life that jesus lived you know his ministry it's really really specific um and you really got to go through the whole Bible. And there's always something to learn from the Bible. So if you take, you know, a little bit and you, you know, get impatient, maybe, right? And you use that, it could come out wrong. If you're, you're starting to get in, into Christ, then into your life, even get into the Bible. What I recommend is reading the book of Job. Because Job had so many tribulations, so many things taken from him. But he still remained faithful to the Lord, to God. Because that's how we need to be. We need to be more like Job. What, what are your thoughts on the Job, on Job? On Job? I feel like especially, you know, in Job's life, there were a lot of tribulations. And he really, really, really needed to be patient, right? Because, I mean, if you read the book, then, oof. A bunch of things happen, you know, I would be really, really frustrated if anything like that happened to me. And, um, I definitely think that, you know, Job was a really, really patient man, and he loves God, um, so much that, you know, everything that happened to him, he knew that God was going to keep him, he knew that he was still in God's hands, and, um, I'm almost 100% certain that he was, you know, faithful in prayer, and that he stayed in the prayer, right? He stayed praying to God, talking to God. You know, no matter what happened, and even though everybody, you know, told him to curse God, he wouldn't. And I think that's really, really awesome, you know, to read about these men of God, these women of God that stay patient, you know, because we really need patience, especially nowadays when everything's crazy, the whole world's going crazy, and we need patience. I agree. But everything that was meant, they took, they took away from Job, it was his house, his plants, his kids. He was about to say his wife, but it was, God not take his wife from him. He noticed. His wife told him curse God. No, because the reason why Job didn't, didn't say lose his wife, because they were one. When you join marriage in one, that becomes one spirit, one body. That's why... God took everything away as a test to see if he was, he was faithful. And he, he told the, I think it was the enemy that became, went up to the Lord. See, take everything away from him and I, 
then let's see if he's really faithful to you. Because he's only faithful to you because you gave him all these things. Say, okay, I'll take... Then you can take... You can take everything from him. His kids, his, his farm, his... His house. His house, his health. As a test to see if he was really faithful and patient, faithful in prayer. I was praying to him, say, say, God, help me through these tough times. That's how we need to be. Because there's a day coming where where everyone will be accounted for for what they did on earth. And my people, my, some people, many people will say, well, that's crazy. People might, people might have been saying that time will end. And in the late 90s, people thought the world was going to end in the 2000s. That's how much people were in church praying. But as soon as that year ended, what happened? They all left. What happened to that faith they had? People only come to God when they're afraid, when they're scared. And that's what you should have done. But keep staying in his hands and his prayer. It's like I said in the last episode, the prodigal son. God is always there with open arms. You just have to accept him into your heart. Because God sent his only begotten son to die on the cross for us. And we, all we have to do is accept him into our hearts and make him cleaner, clean of the filth of the gutter that He, that we have. And him take care of it. Then we truly be saved because we recognize Jesus is Lord and that he died on the cross for us. Because we all have to be faithful in his word as well. Do you know what I mean by that? We all have to be faithful. Faithful in his word. Faithful in his word, yeah. Everything that the Bible says, you know, it's true and I believe in the Bible. And it teaches me how to be um, the person that Jesus wants me to be, right? To be more like Jesus and to spread who Jesus is. And um, the promise of his salvation, because he's our savior, and so being faithful to the word is just being faithful to Jesus and to all that he says. Exactly. Because many people think that Christianity is a religion. What do you think is that? Um, Because when people look at it, all they see is, you know, you go to church. um, Because they don't have the personal relationship with God as we do. So if anybody looks at Christianity, you know, uh, maybe they come from a different religion or they're just atheist or, you know, whatever, right? They see Christianity and they say, well, they read their Bible, right? You know, they pray to God, they go to church, they sing, they do all these things, and they think it's just a repetitive, you know, do, like a do you think that they're comparing Christianity to Catholicism, Buddhism, and Muslimism? I think they really do um, compare it to everything else when it's supposed to be something separate because it says that we are supposed to be separated from the world, right? Separated from the darkness. It's a whole entire different thing. It's, um, you know, God and what he is and what he has and it's the world and everything else. Uh, I got a question for you. When do you know it's time to pick up your cross? Um, I think, you know, when you're spiritually mature enough to understand what's, what picking up your cross is um, what it know, actually means. What it actually means. You know, just as Jesus picked up his cross and he, you know, prepared and he knew that he was going to die for us, he picked up his cross. So I think, like, us spiritually, we have to know that, you know, we're, we're willing to die for God, you know, and die to the flesh daily. 
and when we are um, spiritually mature enough to, you know, be at that point, because I know um, maybe for newcomers, you're barely getting to know God, and um, it's hard to, you know, pick up your cross, you know, but I feel like once you know that you have a solid relationship with Jesus, pick up your cross, you know, uh, follow Jesus and die to yourself daily. But you have to be patient until you pick up your cross. And, and, and some I'm getting at, we all start from different points in, in our game with faith with God. We all have different points. Like we said in a few episodes ago, that the road to hell is like a highway, but the way to heaven, the kingdom of eternal life, is narrow. And we just like that. So, when we go to that narrow path, we we will fall. We will fall. Because no one is perfect. No one is sinless. Only There's only one man that was sinless, and that was Jesus. He walked a perfect path. So we can follow him. We have to be patient about it. Patient. Patient and always the key. Like, let's for the for example, when we were when we were little kids, we can't wait to hit the piano at parties. We can't wait. We can't wait. But eventually, as we got older, we got patient. We knew when when it was time when it was time to hit it. Our parties our parties are well. We knew when the kick was coming out. We knew the time. We knew the time when it was right to to be happy and joke around and play. That's exactly what we need to be in in Christ, in the path of Christ. We need to know when it's time to goof off and want to be serious. Because some people think that just going to the house of Jesus makes you a Christian makes you a believer. But the true way that makes you a believer is by accepting him into your hearts. Because he's been knocking at your door for months, for years, just for just for you to let them in. When, it, when will you let him in? Open the door and say, come in, my Lord. Because at the end times, every time we'll confess Jesus as Lord and every knee will bow down. It's your choice. If you truly want to believe and be patient and wait for the plans he has for you and accept him. For me, I I don't know where God plans are for me yet, but I know where I'm heading because I'm doing these things for him. I'm doing these things for God, for the Lord, for the Lord of Lords because I love speaking about him because he did so much for me. I'm being patient about it, about the path that he's taking me in. But I can't rush it. I can't rush it. Because the the perfect time will come when he will rise me up and give you give me the purpose I had that he gave me and that I had all along. What do you think your purpose is? My purpose. Well, what I know for sure is that, you know, it says in the Bible to preach the word of God to all living creatures. And so I know that I'm going to, you know, have to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ 
And um, one thing I wanted to add to what you were saying was um, how you said to be patient, you know, with the cross that we have to pick up. Jesus didn't rush um, what he did on the cross. He didn't rush it at all. He, he took the time to carry it, to walk all the way to that hill so that they could put him up there, you know, nail him to the cross. He did it so patiently. You know, he was patient to everybody that was mocking him, spitting on him, and beating him up. He was so patient with them. And we need to take after the example that Jesus gives us, being patient. And especially with us, you know, because me, in my life, I am so far from being perfect. And um, I need to be, you know, pastured by my shepherd, which is Jesus. And uh, he guides me where I have to go. And he is patient with me because I still have so much work that needs to be done on me. You know, there's so much, so much. There's still so much in me that God needs to work, and so I need to be patient while God is working that in me. And um, yeah, I need to be patient in this life that I'm living. You know, picking up my cross, because just as Jesus did it um, in, in His patience, I have to be. You know, like He did, I have to be patient. So, guys. If you like these type of, type of episodes with a special guest and just having normal conversations with them, leave a comment below on Instagram and Facebook. Just search up Bible Talk on Instagram and Facebook, Bible, Bible Talk Podcast, and it will show up. And we can get more into deep into that as well. So, back to the podcast. What do you think is the most patient thing to wait for with the Lord? Because some people are looking looking for their soulmate, supposed to soulmate, their other half. Yeah. And they want to rush it. Because this society says you have to be married by 30, have kids by 25, live in a house by the time you're 45. What do you think is that? That people are putting labels and rushing things for you to get it done. Well, first things first, I think the thing that we have to be most patient for is Jesus' return. Because, you know, all I want to do is go to heaven and be with Jesus forever and ever. Um, let's, let's talk about that. Being patient for Jesus' return. Why do we need to be patient for the Jesus' returns? Um, we need to be patient because we know that Jesus is coming soon, you know, and some people don't believe it. Some people say, oh, it's been like 20 years, Jesus hasn't come yet. And maybe they, um, they stray from the path um, of God. And some of us, you know, like me, I'm waiting, I'm just waiting, you know, Jesus return, please. But I have to be patient because there's still other people that God has to, has to reach. And, um, I got to go talk to people, you know, I got to go spread the word. And so... You really got to be patient because he has this divine plan and he's preparing it to the fullest. He has um, perfect timing. He knows when and, uh, well, his thoughts are not our thoughts and his ways are not always. So, you know, he knows what he's doing. He knows when. And we just really got to be patient, especially, you know, in this world that we just want to leave because this world is crazy. This world has nothing for us, you know. Our purpose is to be um, worshipers of Jesus. And, uh, well, I'm just waiting till the day, you know. 
gets here. So I really gotta be patient. There's another key, be patient for his return. Because he's coming back as a roaring lion this time. Not as a little lamb, but a roaring lion. He is gonna be furious, angry. Just like like the flood. Just God was angry at them for being sinners, not repenting. Always mocking him. Nowadays you see more and more celebrities mocking Jesus. When I see it, I say I wish they had someone to speak about about to speak to them about God so they can realize what they're doing. It's not a joke. It's never a joke to mark Jesus. Let's get back to the question, though. What was the question? Um, patient with Jesus' return. The other question. Oh, the other question was about uh, people trying to rush. Yeah. Why, why do you think people are trying to rush into getting married, to buy a house, to having kids? Well, it says in the Bible. I don't know if this is like 100% true. Right, I think there's different factors that add into it. Um, but first, you know, there's people that want, like, it says the heart is deceitful above all things. So, you know, people will be deceived in thinking that they found the right person. And um, they just want to rush things because, you know, you can't lie and say, you know, it isn't exciting to have somebody, right? You know, your partner that you can serve God with. That, that'd be really cool, right? Um, can't say... People, there's a bunch of people that just really want sex, right? So that's not good. People are going to rush for that. Um, and everything seems so rushed in life. Everything. Like, you got to be at work on time. You got to go to school on time. You got to do it fast. You know, you got to do everything in a certain amount of time. You got to be there early, you know. If you're late, well, then you missed a lot. So it's crazy. So people think, you know, I'm already 25. What am I going to do with my life, right? So they'll be like, I already need somebody, you know. I need a house, I need like a good paying job. When really being patient for what God has, because God says there's a time for everything, and I believe Him. Um, and so if you try to rush all these things because, you know, society says this is the way it should be, because, you know, culture around you says this is the way it should be, um, instead of reading the Bible and learning that God has a time for everything. And, um, you know, seek first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added to you. So, as always, because we always have that, that one person in mind that we think you can be good for. We have to be able to be patient about, uh, about if that's the right person that God has for us. You know what I mean? Uh, I understand. Because when we're growing up, we oh, yeah, have a question on this girl, I have a question on this girl, I have a question on this girl. But maybe it's not the time for God. Maybe one, of, maybe them will lead you away from God. That's why God will give you someone inside the church that will lead you to Him, and you can lead them to Him. That's why I'm trying to always wrap my my around with that God is going to be patient and be patient as along with Him to give Him space to work in your life. I agree. God needs you to be patient so that he can work in your life and, you know, make everything work out, you know. And obviously God, you know, is going to put you through trials and tribulations to test you, to get you stronger. But, um, you know, be patient, you know, because patient, being patient in tribulations makes you stronger.
All right, guys, with that, I'm going to wrap it up. Thank you for listening. And let's pray so we can get out, out, out of here. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for Lord, for another day of life, Father, Lord, for another day of us speaking your word, Father, Lord, so many people can hear it, Father, Lord. Thank you for what you're doing in this podcast, Father, Lord. You keep making it grow each and every single day, Father, Lord. May this reach many people that need to hear this, Father, Lord, because you are amazing, Father, Lord. You can do many things. Many things are possible with your name. Thank you, Father Lord. Say angels to surround us and to protect us, Father Lord, wherever we go, Father Lord. Don't, don't let the enemy try to attack us, Father Lord, because you are the light, Father Lord, and our lights, Father Lord. And light always be, beats darkness, Father Lord. Oh, Messiah, because you are the great of great, the King of kings. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Jesus. Amen and amen. Well, guys, that's going to wrap up. Don't forget to follow Bible Talk Podcast on Facebook and Instagram and we'll see you all there thank you for listening have a good night God bless